Hey, 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 family and friends. Welcome to episode two of season two of the Not Your Average Family podcast, a podcast designed for my family to give purpose to our time in quarantine and now the continuing pandemic. My name is Marcy. I'm your hostess, sister, cousin, aunt, niece, mother, and most importantly, friend. This podcast covers an array of topics to get us moving towards a healthier mindset. For friends of the podcast, please stay tuned to the end for tips on how you can help your family. Episode two, pandemic fatigue. Yes, family, it has a name. Those dreaded feelings we have have a name. First, let me say that pandemic fatigue is not a medical diagnosis. You can't go to a doctor's office and be diagnosed and treated for pandemic fatigue. At least not yet, but it is the summation of those intense feelings of exhaustion, of burnout from battling months, 18 months of stressors like constant disinfecting, hand washing, being in quarantine, social distancing, the shutdowns, grief from the loss of friends, family, income, and just a way of life and all the anxiety of dealing with the changes in our environments and the political stressors surrounding us. And this is just to name a few. All of these stressors impacted our feelings, thoughts, behaviors, and overall well-being. And I get it. I'm right there with you too, family. I am no different. I have felt on many occasions like my life direction purpose was at a standstill. So I had to find other passions like working out, which I won't call a passion, skincare, picking up new hobbies, just a different way to get through this time. But I did them all with the expectation that the pandemic would be ending soon and the world would start to open back up and we would get back to normal. Now we have all been adjusting to this new normal, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm over it too. I've had it. I just want to be happy again. I just want to get back to living normal or things that we have all discussed in just our private conversations. We are starting to throw caution to the wind, stop wearing our masks, social distancing. We're now running towards the crowded restaurants and and events for just the enjoyment and the feeling of relief being out of the house and feeling somewhat normal again. Now, this is not that we feel invincible and we've all talked about this. We know that we can also get COVID-19. We're just tired of the restrictions and politics. We have all seen death and life-altering effects of COVID-19. And despite that, losing family, family, friends, and so on, we're reaching that point of, I just have to live the way I want, so screw it. Now, I know I'm not the only one, so be honest with yourself, family. Are you feeling this way? Let me say this. I'm asking you to hang on, family, just a little longer. I want to see each one of us get to the end of this pandemic healthier and in a better mindset. With that being said, let's talk about the signs of pandemic fatigue so you can see if you're experiencing them. The 10 signs of pandemic fatigue that I'm giving to you today come from an article from Dr. Guy Winch available on Psychology Today and the link will be included. Number one is you are no longer diligent about wearing a mask or washing your hands. And this is what I mentioned earlier about when this pandemic first kicked off, we all went and bought out all the disinfectant wipes, Lysol we could find, wiping down every surface, every door handle, opening things with our sleeve, buying apparatuses that allowed you to push elevator buttons, all of those things. And now you might be like, you know, F it, I'm just going in. 
Number two is you're less careful about social distancing from others than you were before. So once upon a time, we were all measuring the distance between us and the people around us, making sure we had six feet, even going so far as asking people to give us a little bit room. I do remember hearing those stories, using curbside pickup for our groceries, um, just anything. So you really didn't have to go in the store or when you did go, you did everything you needed. So you didn't have to make any, you didn't have to make multiple stops, but now maybe you're not so careful. So maybe now you're jumping in line. Doesn't matter how much distance you're just rushing and want to get out of the store. Number three, you're getting sleep, but you still feel exhausted. That feeling that even though I've gone to bed, I got my eight hours waking up, still feeling tired, being tired throughout your day. Number four, you're feeling more impatient and more irritable. You may notice that now that even though you're able to get out and do things, you still find yourself being very impatient with others around you, driving on the road, perhaps your road rage is worse than it is, maybe a little bit more impatient with your children, with your spouse, your significant other, members of the family, maybe even at work, and perhaps even your pets. Number five, things are upsetting you that previously hadn't. You're upset about being late, about the mail being late, packages not arriving on time, just small things that probably didn't used to bother you so much in the past. But now you may be feeling like you want things done a certain way without exception. So you find yourself getting upset more often and easier. This can include things at work, at school, and around the house. Are your misunderstandings and miscommunications turning into arguments and bigger deals now? Do you find yourself more easily willing to let go of friendships and relationships because of disagreements? Number six, you're feeling stressed about tasks or situations you typically manage well. Going to the mall, going to the post office, just doing regular grocery shopping may be more taxing on you and you're finding yourself needing time to unwind as soon as you get home. These are examples of feeling more stressed about your typical daily tasks. Number seven, you're not engaged in things you used to find enjoyable. Number eight, you're feeling hopeless about the future. You may have feelings like this is never ending, that there's never going to be an end to the pandemic. You know, those feelings of hopelessness that nothing's going to change and that we'll continue to live like this for a long time. And maybe even the loss of some of your dreams and the desires that you've had. Number nine, your use of alcohol, substances, or food has increased. And for some of us, it actually has decreased. Number 10, you're finding it harder to focus and concentrate. And I know I've talked with several, several of you, but I can also say for myself that I have found it harder to complete tasks and get things done, procrastinating a whole lot more. Now, these are 10 signs that you may be dealing with pandemic fatigue. So be honest with yourself, family. Are you dealing with any of those issues and have they altered the way that you're living? Don't panic if you did find yourself on this list. I have some tips for you to help you get through this pandemic fatigue. I want to first say to you, family, have more compassion with yourself. Be kind to yourself. As you make mistakes, you get frustrated with things and people. Be patient as you move through finding ways to adjust to this new normal and to having to keep finding ways to adjust. Don't beat yourself up over a few pounds for not exercising enough, or maybe for losing too much weight in your opinion. And don't beat yourself up if you haven't saved as much money as you plan or done as well financially as you hope to do during the pandemic. Start today discovering new hobbies or take the time today 
to start completing old tasks. The seven steps to reduce pandemic fatigue come from UCLA Health and the link to the article will be in the bio. Number one is to take care of your body and mind. Meditation, in my opinion, is a great way to lower your stress levels, but it also helps to boost your mood. Mindful activities can also help you gain a balance. I know we hear a lot about yoga and Pilates, but you can also do breathing exercises. Try about 15 minutes a day of any of those and see if they can give you a better balance to your day. Clock in as much sleep as you can. I know we always hear about getting your eight hours. Shoot for seven if you can't get the eight. Try melatonin if you're still finding it difficult to go or stay to sleep. And don't be afraid to contact your doctor if you feel like this issue regarding your sleep is not resolving because it could be more than an issue of just going to sleep. It could be your thyroid or any other medical issue. Also, try and cut back on your sweets, carbs, and sodas. Those are all documented to prevent you from going to sleep or causing issues with your sleep. And while I know it takes motivation, but push yourself to try to work out daily. Find a different form of exercise that may be exciting to you now. We have a family member who's doing boxing classes, so it may be time to shake it up. But if you would still enjoy your walks, going to the gym, then increase those by whatever increment you think is best. But the number one thing is to take care of yourself physically and mentally. Number two, limit your news intake about COVID. Stay up to date, absolutely. But perhaps too much news about COVID and what it's doing to the economy, how it's gonna affect your holidays, the political divide that you're seeing in the country, all of that news overload can lead to negative feelings and can also soak up your energy. You may need to take a break, perhaps a day or two off a week from watching the news or looking it up on your phones, however you get your news intake. And this also could mean changing your social media feeds so that news isn't the first thing that you see when you get on your phone or tablets or whatever devices. Number three is to lower your stress levels. One of the ways you can do this is to keep a routine. So continue to schedule and follow a consistent meal time, exercise time, bedtime, and even a wake up time schedule is possible. With so much out of our control regarding the pandemic, having a routine is a way to keep control in your life and to help you from feeling helpless. Another way to lower your stress is to continue on adding new activities that bring you joy. And also reconsider going back to some of your old activities and hobbies that you were doing throughout the pandemic, finding a way to spice them up or switch them around, or perhaps add people to them that can help you make it a new experience. Besides meditation and breathing exercises, consider yoga, Pilates, walks, reading, or even cooking a meal. Anything that offers you stress relief. Number four is to connect with others. Now I know that many of you still feel the need to limit your physical contact with people, particularly outside of your homes. There are other ways that you can continue to connect socially. Phone calls, video chats, social media, text, letter writing, <laughs> the old school letter writing, perhaps doing online classes. You can also join us in the private group chats on the YouTube page, just another way to stay connected family. Number five is to accept your feelings. 
with everything going on and all these challenging situations and all these emotions and all this stuff coming down on you, it's okay to acknowledge your frustration, your disappointment, your hurt. Allow yourself to feel them and move through them. Once you allow yourself to feel your feelings, acknowledge that you have them, you can now refocus your mind and energy on things to help you feel better and get through them. Number six is one that you are all familiar with, especially the younger ladies in the family, and that is to use positive self-talk. Attack those negative thoughts and replace them with positive self-talk. It is nearly impossible to not have all these what-if scenarios running through your head. And we start thinking about all the things that can go wrong, what you can't get done, how it will lead to certain things in your life. And what we need to do is catch ourselves when we are having those negative thoughts and then re replace them with realistic facts and statements in our life. For example, you can replace thoughts about getting COVID with the actual facts of what you're doing to stay safe. And the last and final one, number seven, is to create new traditions for yourself, for your family, for friends, whoever you're doing, you're interacting with, or if just for yourself. Having something fun to look forward to, and you may even decide to keep doing it once the pandemic is over. Setting aside Sundays as self-care, I know is a new ritual for many people in the family. That may be something that you wanna continue. Doing traditions with our elders, like a cooking class, a class to celebrate our holiday traditions, perhaps making Friday night family night. There are a ton of new ideas out there. So just do you a great Google search or get with me and I'll share you many of the things that I have found or that I'm using right now. In closing family, I wanna tell you to just be patient and to keep pushing through. This is the time for us to continue to come together to bond and grow together. If you are not a member, please go and join the family private Instagram page because I have a flyer to give you tips on how to help other family members. Perhaps you're not the one dealing with this issue. To my friends of the podcast, I have a flyer made especially for you that talks about how you can support your family members dealing with pandemic fatigue. Please go to my blog by clicking the link in the bio for to see that flyer. But but let me tell you here, it talks about how you need to empathize with family, be their ally, connect with them, encourage positive talk, and remind them to be flexible. The number one thing I can say is to connect with your family members. They need to know that they're not alone. And it means so much to know that someone is thinking of them. So make regular calls, arrange video calls, set up social media chats, even go old school, consider writing a letter, attend an activity with them. Nothing like an in-home picnic where you can share family photos, go through family memories, any of those types of things that bring closeness, but also done in a safe environment. You can also go with them to an exercise class, perhaps go, go with them when they go grocery shopping, go to their doctor's appointments for your elder members. It's really important to, for everyone to know that they are not alone as they deal with this pandemic. Like always, I appreciate you listening to me today, family and friends, and come back next Sunday for a new episode of the Not Your Average Family Podcast.